0: Welcome to the Frankenstein Podcast with your hosts, Erwin, Jacob, and George. In this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, Do Inc. and uh, what Hamlet can do for you.
1: In this episode, I'm going to be talking about
2: Google Keep and Google Photos. And I'm going to be talking about Loom and what Google Search knows about you. Welcome back to episode
0: five of May 17th, 2017, titled The Sunny Side of Tech. In the world of tech, a powerful computer is built from using different components. It's called Frankenstein Design. In our podcast, Franken Tech, we will look at what tools and tips could help you create the best product for your students. Come listen and see what Franken Tech tools we find.
2: Now, did you know in tech? In, uh, in tech, uh, recently, uh, many of you probably saw the announcement by Tesla about their new solar roof. So last year, or in the last couple of years, uh, Tesla bought uh, Solar City, which is one of the biggest solar manufacturers. And they just developed a new solar roof technology that actually looks like a tradi- traditional roof um, and actually has a lifetime warranty. So it's the lifetime of the home or forever, is what the warranty states. And the overall cost of ownership is less than a traditional roof, and it's a solar powered roof. So um, they also couple with their battery technology. So at night, you can run on batteries, and during the day, you can run on solar. And it's a pretty cool thing. Um, the upfront cost is expensive, but over the life, life of the product, they say it's actually cheaper than um, a regular roof. And outside um, experts have also said that they it looks like it would be cheaper than a regular roof. So it's cool to see that price parity between traditional um, uh, energy technologies and solar roofs actually be exceeded with some of the new solar technologies and also the push to kind of make roofs integrated and look like a regular roof of being solar powered. So I'm stoked about it. Is it affordable though? So the upfront cost is um, more expensive than a regular roof, but it, the warranty is forever. So a traditional roof, it's like every thirty years. Also, the energy savings—they they say that it's um, that if you take into account how much money you'll be saving your electricity bill, it's overall cheaper. So, but typically you'd have to finance it because upfront cost they said is like sixty thousand dollars for a roof. Um, so you'd finance it and then spread the cost out, but then the the reduction on your electricity bill would pay for the financing of the roof essentially
0: all right cool that's what i've been looking at okay see i learned something today all right oh for the fun thank you jacob by the way but on the fun i have um been listening to a podcast that I just finished this morning and it's about this american life and it talked about act five of hamlet and um i hated shakespeare in high school so this is about the fun of it is that i didn't realize how in depth it was because in this episode it followed um a a maximum security prison in, um, Missouri I think yeah, it was- Missouri Yeah And they was looking at um, They've played the part And the last part has uh, The murder and death Of a character And these guys Played out the parts With such uh passion and they 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 really dove into the part and so um it was kind of cool to see um how well written it was and how impactful it was in these guys lives so if you have a chance to listen to that um it's something that i wish uh, they would have played for me when i was in high school to kind of get a different perspective of it because shakespeare had
2: as one of the guys said mad skills and just to add it's re- it's a really awesome podcast but one of the things that's cool is the guy that does the podcast is has seen hamlet like tons of times And he said that he understood Hamlet really for the first time because having people that actually are convicted of, in some cases, murder, uh, actually talk about what it is like to contemplate that and deal with the consequences of that. And a lot of them, one guy said he was speaking, when he was speaking as Hamlet's father, he was speaking actually as the man that he had murdered when he was a lot younger. And it was kind of reconciling those feelings of guilt when he was, uh, he said, the words weren't flowing from me, they were flowing from the spirit of the person that he had Murdered. So it's really powerful. Um, it's kind of intense for younger kids, but it's really a good podcast. But like this podcast, this is not for kids. We're <laughs> an adult podcast. <laughs>
1: awesome. So um, I want to share a quick story with you guys about life. Um, this past Friday, I <clears throat> excuse me, I drove to Fresno. My in-laws live in Fresno. My wife and I drive up there every, I don't know, every six weeks, six seven weeks, and um, anyways. We left pretty early, around uh, two thirty in the afternoon, um, and uh, we, you know, got on the road. And I didn't really calculate that it's a Friday and Mother Day's, uh, you know, it's Mother's Day's weekend and all that stuff. Anyways, it took us almost six and a half hours to get there. <laughs> and um, luckily, though, Waze. Uh, now, and, and 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 I want to include this right right now. If you guys haven't checked out the Waze app, it's it's the the. Best navigation app you can use um, right now, at least, um, especially because it's a it's basic it's a community-based um, traffic and navigation app that essentially allows you to post uh, any uh, traffic incidents or police exactly or police uh, or if you see you know basically as you're driving, uh, people will post certain things that are happening. So if there's traffic, so my wife will have this on her phone and. Um, essentially the the app just spits out information like, you know, there's a slowdown ahead or, um, you know, there's a police officer ahead. And so you kind of like get get an idea of what's going on around you. But the cool thing about this is um, in Oakland, we had, uh, there was, there was an accident and it, I mean, it was just, it was stopped. And I mean, there was a moment where we didn't move for like five, 10 minutes and people are getting out of their cars and everything. So the, the, the funny thing is Waze um, essentially rerouted us through the little small streets in Oakland and got us back on the freeway, so we were able to avoid that whole standstill for whatever amount of time it was going to be. So probably, I don't know, whatever, if it was going to be half an hour or three hours, I don't know. But anyways, check out the Waze navigation app because you can navigate like a pro. <laughs>
0: No, and, I, and actually, it's kind of like a game, too, right? Because the more you um, are correct and people confirm that what you spotted, yeah. you can get, like, a higher ranking. Because I know Marsha has it on her car. She's, like, a super pro, but she does it while she's driving. So, Marsha, if, if you're listening to this, stop doing that. I, I wasn't going to say anything to you, but I was thought we were going to die. So uh, that was kind of a scary moment. But I, I was thinking the whole time, dang, Erwin, this is this app. You're going to kill me. Because um, you actually showed it to me a year ago. Yeah. Now, if you're wondering why we sound so smooth right now is because this is our first podcast with microphones. And so um, right now, Jacob and I are standing, uh, or actually we're using our thumb and our index finger. That's how far apart you're supposed to be from the microphone. So um, every once in a while, if you hear a thunk, it's because my pinky touched it because I'm holding it away, a thumb and a pinky away from the mic. So uh, this is going to be so much fun editing. So it's like uh, not going to be like, you know, different levels of sound, hopefully. And this <laughs> is going to be cool. Um, we have a couple changes in the way we're doing our, uh, our, our, our formatting. Uh, we want to have more more discussions. So by doing two Frank and Tech moments, we've been kind of pushing the limits, and I know in listening to the podcast last time, um, I felt like I was talking at two times speed because I had so much information, because I had two things to talk about that I didn't have time either to, A, take a breath, or B, be able to discuss in some of the points that I wanted to that people were sharing. Um, so this podcast, the theme of it is the sunny side of technology. So how do we use technology uh, in our lives that kind of makes it better, or how do we enjoy it? Because we already talked about the security, we talked about what Google is, and now we want you guys to know that now that you know about it, and especially with all the, uh, what is it, ransom attacks that just happened, uh, we don't want to say we warned you, but I mean, it's just the way of life. So know how to protect yourself, you know, and do those things. So in this one, uh, we're going to get into is uh, what we do in and out of the classroom that you can use right away. So one of the things that I get a lot of flack for that people think it's funny when I'm um, doing it, but they don't see the educational side of it, is a program called Snapchat. Now, one of the best things about Snapchat is their stories. And Facebook, actually, I don't know if you've been paying attention to your Facebook feed, but they have stories up there, and it's not really catching on, but it's a really big part of Snapchat. And the story allows you to take all these little random pictures. You can put, like, location devices on there. So if I say right now in this podcast, if I took a picture or Snapchatted us, I could say, you know, Santa Rosa. Or actually, it could get me into Rosalind or Bellevue. It could, it could drop it in there. I could drop the time that we started at this. I could put a filter of cat. Cat uh, ears on you, or you know, you know, do something and record them in little segments and put them on my camera roll, and then later on I can put those into a story format. So one of the things I've been noticing is teachers have been doing this with their classrooms of showing what's going on, uh, kids telling their own stories. So Snapchat has an awesome tool on that if you haven't seen that yet. The second thing I want to share that it's in and out of the classroom, I had two of them today that I felt worked both ways, is a thing called a rocket book um, wave. Not waves, but wave. And what it does is um, I actually have it with me and I'll I'll show you is that on this rocket book, this is my... uh, my, This is an
2: audio only podcast, right?
0: Well, I'm going to put a picture of it. This is for you. Okay? So when I show this picture you guys know what I'm talking about. Is that uh, on wave, uh, These these two circles on the front and back of the notebook. And what you do is you write with uh, um, the ink that they give you, the invisible ink so this is like uh this is where we just wrote and then this is what we erased is that once you put this uh, rocket book in the microwave and you put a cup of water uh one uh, two-thirds filled and the circle on the front and the circle in the back you have to flip it halfway through uh evaporates the ink and you're left with a brand new that's, notebook again really cool. and then this change tra- <laughs> this turns blue and so when it turns blue that lets you know it's gone and i've done this twice already and um you can't really tell the only thing is in the beginning i made um strong imprints like i write really hard so you can still feel them but the other cool thing about this is it has these QR codes on the bottom and uh, when you scan this with your phone app it sends them to whatever drive you um, circle so like I have one that's just for my Google Drive this or um, um, uh, a certain folder that I want and it sends them to it right away and it gives me a digital copy so every time I've used this I've kept the originals on a digital on the cloud yeah.
1: sorry I don't know if you said this earlier but with the Rocketbook can you use any pen or is this it no it's a um, it's or like
0: is a it one that comes with it, it's, it's actually really cheap. It's a gel, it's like a gel pen, it. and it's uh, um, a okay. certain type of ink. Okay. And they come in, but they're really cheap. Okay. I thought they were gonna, I, I thought that's how they were gonna get me. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've microwaved it three times, and it still looks like it's brand new. Brand new? So I thought the, yeah, paper it, looks, might, it so, looks good. Yeah, he pulled it out here, the, we saw it, and it, it looked clean. The only thing that's beat up <laughs> is that you're putting it in my bag with all the stuff, the outside gets all beat up, but so far, the inside stayed good. So yeah. that's my ins out of the classroom.
1: Nice. Well, I'm going to be um, talking about a uh, in and out of the classroom tool, actually, which is part of your um, G Suite account. So if you have a personal or a professional uh, Google account, um, it's called Google Keep. And it's just essentially uh, a note uh, taking service uh, app that was developed by Google a really long time ago. And uh, it's not used by a whole lot of people. What I like about it is it integrates uh, a lot of aspects um, so if you take, for example, Google Keep, you can basically use your phone, tablet, or even on your computer, create notes, and they follow you wherever you go. But it also uh, works with reminders. So if you want to set yourself a reminder, say, for example, I use it for, like, when I have a doctor's appointment or a dentist's appointment. Um, I will scan my uh, dentist card for example with the uh, reminder uh, about it and it automatically detects that it's a reminder and it takes the day the time and everything and so it creates that reminder for me and it adds it to my calendar so it's pretty cool so it's something that uh, you guys should definitely check out Google keep it's a pretty cool uh,
2: note-taking app awesome so I want to talk a little bit about uh, Chromecast So I'm sure many of you have at least heard of Chromecast. What Chromecast is, it basically looks like a USB stick, and it plugs into an HDMI port on a TV or a projector. It needs a power through micro USB, so usually um, there's USB ports on your TV, sometimes your projector that can power it, or you need to plug it into the wall. What it allows you to do is to cast or stream your device with a Chrome browser on it to um, the projector of the TV. So it's a really nice way. It's really inexpensive. They're, I think, $35 now, right now. Um, And it's really an expensive way to uh, have something like an Apple TV that works across devices. It can be a little tricky, because the default is to cast a single tab, which actually can be nice, because I use it sometimes to present um, in the district. And I'll present my presentation tab. But on my device, I can have my notes tab open. And I can go through them both simultaneously without. So it's kind of like having two displays. There is an option to um, present the whole device. When you do that, the audio and video can get a little choppy. So the tab is good for, just doing the tab is good for audio and video. And doing the whole device is, um, is, is good for if you're uh, wanting to go through multiple tabs that are kind of more static. Um, the, the, the benefit of it that's new is the Chromecast for education. And what this allows you to do is actually share your device as a Chromecast receiver. So you can share your laptop or Chromebook as a Chromecast receiver with the students in your class. And they can request presentation rights. So you can have your laptop plugged into the projector, share it with your class, and your students can say, hey, I'd like to share my screen. And then you can approve it, and then their screen will show up on your screen. The whole class can see what they're doing and share their work. And you can kind of hack this a little bit. If you get a Chrome bit, which is a uh, Chromebook on a stick, you can plug that into your projector, um, set, up an account, set up your account on there, and then approve uh, cash requests from the students directly so you can leave your device kind of out of it. So you can use the Chrome bit. <laughs> and the nice thing about that is depending on how your school district has the network set up, Oftentimes staff and students are on different network uh, segments, and chrome you can't usually Chromecast across different networks. So you don't have to know what that means, but it means if you're essentially on a, on a, fi- on a network that has less of a filter so you can access things the students can't, you can, and you can Chromecast, the students probably won't be able to Chromecast. Chromecast for education um, can go across networks, so I've actually tested it. My wife Chromecasted to my laptop from my house to the district office. So it actually works across the internet. So students can Chromecast across the network, which is a nice way to kind of circumvent some of those issues. So we're kind of in like the wild west of wireless uh, mirroring because there's Apple TV, which works great if you're in an all-Apple environment, especially if you're in like the newest and greatest. It works really well. But it's only Apple, which is hard for a lot of districts because we usually have a mixture of devices. And Chromecast, the nice thing about it is it's inexpensive. And it works with any uh, device that runs um, Chrome. But it has some limitations in terms of mirroring your whole screen and some other things. But the Chromecast for Education um, gets over a lot of those limitations. So you kind of have to play around with it. I recommend you spend maybe 5, 10, or 15 minutes kind of playing around with the options before you try try it in your classroom. But I'll put some uh, guides on getting started in the show notes, so you can kind of see how Chromecast works, how Chromecast for Education works. And um, a link to the Chrome bit, which is the Chrome bit is uh, $85. So it's a little more expensive than, and it's actually a full Chrome device. So you can plug a, a, a keyboard and mouse into it and have it like use it like a full actual Chromebook. But it's a way to kind of hack the Chromecast for EDU to have a Chromecast EDU receiver that anyone that you share it with can receive, can see it. The benefit of that also is you can segment it. So the, the Chromecast, anyone who's on that network will see it. Chromecast for EDU, and only, only the people that's, that it's shared with, we'll see it. Don't <clears throat> so benif- get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I'm choking up. So the benefit of that is that with a regular Chromecast, you have 30 classrooms. Depending on the network setup, every student might see 30 devices. Chromecast for EDU, you can just share it with your students. They'll only see that one Chromecast. So it's easier to manage and navigate that way, too. So there's a lot there. I'll put some links to help you get started, but uh, there's Chromecast, Chromecast for EDU, and then you can kind of uh, you can hack uh, Chromecast for EDU with a Chrome bit. So it's a lot there. (laughs) No, and you mentioned Chromebit before. I didn't know what you were talking
0: about until right now. Keep the mic for a second because I'm going to ask you a question. So one of the things about the sunny side of technology is that I forgot to ask this question at the beginning, and I think it's good since you got choked up that you can (laughs) tell us about this. But um, what is the thing that was in your childhood that kind of turned you on to technology? What is the thing that kind of brought the sun to you?
2: Uh, So for me, I always wanted – I liked gaming on the computer, um, and I didn't have a lot of money. So I was trying to build a gaming computer inexpensively. So I built a computer in sixth grade to to have a gaming computer that was less expensive than buying a computer off the shelf. Like war games? Yeah, like I played... uh, I I loved the original Warcraft when I was a kid and the Command and Conquer series. So I played... uh, I wasn't as big into the first-person shooters. I had a lot of friends that played Counter-Strike for those uh, nerds out there. And I wasn't as big into that because there's people that are way too good at that. Like, I just go around a corner and get killed immediately. (laughs) But I liked the uh, real-time strategy. So I was building... uh, Basically, I liked building computers, and I was always interested in knowing what was going on, so my dad my dad bought me, like, a little circuit kit, so I was interested in circuitry and just science in general, and then, like, I like playing the video games, so that's kind of, like, what led me down this track, and then in high school, I had, like, a little computer repair business for friends and people at school and stuff like that, so I just kind of... I thought it was interesting, and it kind of allowed me to pursue my i don't know uh my video game habits less expensively so that's how i got into it i don't know if erwin you want to share no it's the same question so i actually as a mic to you or when i
0: i just want to go off yours i i starcraft uh, the warcraft playing games um i that's how i started out in just playing and then i love making you know the zerg rush where they all come in and attack you right away and then you have to kind of figure out how do i protect myself how do i build this what what things work together and so that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because that's something that I still even today I have a, on my phone a Clash of Clans uh, yeah. things that are I, I it still frustrates me but I because it's not as a, as like I want to control everything but I always thought like in my mind I wanted to be a general and that's how I you control my troops so video games being able to go outside of just like risk do you ever play uh, yeah. like those those are the games that first started me and then technology <laughs> just expanded me so much further and I can't even wait till uh, the future goes with this mm-hmm. of how, what things you can play with, so I feel like I have a kinder spirit in Jacob. And if you say anything bad about video games, you will be banned from this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, I was gonna say, did you guys ever play Armageddon?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that was the game that uh, got me into video games. Uh, I mean, it's not a re- it's not a, like a, it's not a, <laughs> it's definitely not a PG game because it's uh, kind of violent, yeah. but it's kind of the Grand Theft Auto. Oh, back in. No, America. it's
0: not even on that level. <laughs> I think that game's horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty bad. But um, no, I think um, uh, the, the original question was essentially how you got into technology yeah, or how is you liked sun? it. What
0: is- but
1: um, I would say that um, I had friends around me in middle school um, that uh, had computers. I didn't get my first computer until I was a freshman in high school. And um, I kind of, my, my parents uh, decided to buy me one, but then almost not even a month later, I messed it up or I, you know. But, anyways, I, I got into computers uh, just because I had friends around me that had them and I would go over to their house, you know, and essentially play video games like Armageddon. And um, uh, did you guys ever play Dune?
2: Dune yes. 2000?
1: Uh, Sim City uh things Dumb like worms. that. So those are all the the games that I I used to play back in the day. But yeah, that, that I mean, essentially because friends around me had it is mm-hmm. is what got me into into computers and or just technology in general, but I just wanted to see how it works and, you know.
0: Did you ever watch the movie Dune? Uh
1: well, it was part of the game. So well, I didn't watch the whole uh. ga- the movie, but no, 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 I didn't watch the movie. But I or, they yeah, had scenes Uh, Yeah, 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 but I don't don't remember the game (laughs) (laughs) that
0: much. Actually, I'll tell you this: this is how geeky I am. Um, My first Warcraft, World of Warcraft account, uh, my my guy's name was Moat Deep. And I was wondering, and I didn't know how big a nerd I was until people were like constantly asking me who was Muad'Dib. And I was getting frustrated because I thought it was bigger than it was. But it's kind of like you got to be on a certain level of nerdum to to find out what the movie Dune was. But if you've never seen Dune, uh, please go out and see it for us.
2: uh, To make us feel more normal, some famous nerd trivia Robin Williams, huge World of Warcraft fan. They actually have a tribute to him on an island in the game. They have a statue of his World of Warcraft character and a little tribute memorial to Robin Williams. He was a huge World of Warcraft fan. So it's not just the nerdy people in sweatshirts in high school that looked like they didn't shower the play. The cool kids play, too. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so here we go. Freckin' Tech Moments. And this one is actually going to be one. Each of us is going to share one, and we're going to discuss it. And so mine is going to be about a program that I've been using that looks like it's going to be called Doink, but it's called Do Inc. And actually, it's kind of led me to what I have taken my f- sunshine part. I'm going to share a screenshot of my phone. Um, I have a ton of apps because I use a lot of things. But I have a section called Movie. And uh, my movie, I use like with my kids. Uh, this is all I do with them on my phone. Because most people don't realize that uh, your phone now, even with this processor and the, the memory space you have and the apps that are out there, it's basically a movie-making device on there. And so I have I've been using Action Movie, uh, uh, Save movie, uh, gun effects movie, portal X uh, FX, superpower, and Jurassic World to create our own uh, lost world uh, movie thing because you can actually use all those effects, explosions, uh, gunfire. Um, we put the lights in there. It was a little too much. I'll show you the clip of that. My son started pulling that out. I'm like, okay, we're going too many genres at once, so we're going to refine it over the summer. We'll have our, our final uh, cut. But the one I've been using is called uh, Ink, and it's a green screen app. And what I have been doing with it is uh, anything that that's green so I have green paper in the car that we can pull at any point uh, we can put on it. So, no because we can use small things we can um, put the Legos behind it and as we move it with green straws I can put any background I want on there and the characters can move um, we have green paint that we've painted pizza boxes with before and you paint the inside the green box and you have your own portable green screen for the little things they like they like to do little halo movies and then the bigger ones uh, is the, the fabric you got is here that we have a green screen here and then I took this app to Walmart and I walked around with it uh, through their fabric section. And I was looking at, through the green screen app, I was looking to see which fabric stood out the best. And then I got a bunch of fabric that was like $6 that, that they had that nobody wants. <laughs> Who wants a green fabric? And so the lady was like, are you sure you want this? I'm like, yeah, Give me the whole roll. And so uh, I've been using this. And so, um, so I've been doing stuff with this, uh, creating all this stuff. But this is where it took it to another level. Um, I'm actually going to app smash right now. The first one you need to have is green screen by a doing and the other one that i just got it's called uh and this is a horrible name but it's called Telegami edu and i made myself an avatar that it picks up my voice and then when it picks up my voice and my inflection or however it goes through mannerisms so my character is speaking and what i did is i saved a green screen background a picture on my phone And then I put my telegami. You can put the background character of it. You can make like beautiful backgrounds usually. I use that green screen background. So my telegami's talking. I narrated why my mom is my hero um, for Mother's Day. And then I put pictures of her um, going through the steps of life that I was talking. So I made it a personal story, but my character is talking about my mom. So I made two apps that created together to make a lifeline, like a tribute to her, of why she's my hero. Cause my mom has a great story. So I'm actually going to share that with you guys. It's going to be on our show notes. If you watch it, it'll show you how those two things work, but do ink allows you to do so much. And there's so many, uh, we've done kids reports with it here where a kid talks about their oral project on, on, uh, on Egypt or whatever and they're, the, the pyramids are behind them and when he looks to the left the Egyptian god uh, you know Isis is there and he was able to talk about it so Do Ink is a powerful powerful thing and it's also um, uh, uh, for uh, I've iPhone and iPad only so it's one of those things that I kind of w- wish they had for Android also but for that for the amount that you can do with it it's a powerful tool so that's my Frank and Tech moment Did
2: your mom cry when she saw it?
0: Um, yeah, I because you know, and, and it sounded bad because uh, you know how I sound nasally right now. I was, I was, you know how you got choked up when you were talking about that. I, she thought I was doing that, and I was like, no, I was just like couldn't breathe, <laughs> so I couldn't do it. But uh, it, I'll show it to you at the end of this. It's, it's a. Uh, it's my, my mom's story is incredible. What she went through uh, when I was a kid, I had to, you know, she had to teach, she went to uh, English courses and then she would do homework with me and I'd help her with her homework. And then my mom um, owned her own business. And so she wanted to get a business degree. And so she would take the BART station from Hayward all the way to San Francisco. So after she got done at work at eight, she would, uh I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a pinky thumb away, but um, she would get off work at eight <laughs> and then uh, she would take the BART to San Francisco and wouldn't get home till 10. So, I mean, it was pretty scary. If you've ever been on the BART station, you know, it's not a safe thing. So my mom did a lot to, to better herself, and, and I t- kind of gave a tribute to that in that thing. So she,
2: she liked it. That's cool. I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. Um, mine is not as inspirational as that, but it is pretty cool. Um, so there's an app uh, there's an extension for Chrome called uh, Loom. If you used uh, screencasting tools like Camtasia or another extension called um screencastify basically what a screencast is is a video recording of your screen and it can uh, it often has audio too so you can narrate over what you're talking about and a lot of them will actually put your picture in the corner so people can see your face as you're talking about whatever you're showing so the benefit of this is it's a really good way to make tutorials uh, for your students to show them how to do things. But also, like you could do a gallery walk. So students could have uh, Google Slideshow presentations or video presentations. And they could play the video or do the slideshow. And they could narr- narrate alongside whatever the presentation is or afterwards. So it, it, for a movie, it could be like when you turn on the director's commentary. So they could silence out the, they could have the video. And then afterwards, they could silence out the audio and explain kind of their process of how they made the video. But for a Google Slideshow, rather than doing the presentation from the class, where everyone looks at the same thing all at the same time, they could record them going through their presentation ahead of time. And the students too, could do a gallery walk, walk around the classroom on, so you, the students could watch uh, a student's presentation they could go around in groups and look at all the presentations you could get through it a little more quickly so you could cover more content also the students if they have a technical skill they want to share with the class they can make short video tutorials on how to do things on the chromebook or you could do it for your students So you can kind of flip it so the students are creating the tutorials or create the tutorials for your students loom if you invite um one person then you get um what's what is it you get if you um, get one it's a uh,
1: Unlimited video is the first one,
2: and then it's unlimited storage if you get two invites. So you can you can sign up, and then and, yeah. the, and then uh, you can invite people to sign up. And if you invite other people, the first one you get unlimited video length, and, and the second one you get unlimited storage. You get um, unlimited recording time. Unlimited uh, uh, storage. So. <clears throat> so it's, an, it's a cool app. Um, it, there's also Screencastify, which has been around a little bit longer. Um, but Screencastify, it gives you a format that's harder to use. It's a WebM format that doesn't go on websites as easily and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's some more limitation. Loom, if you can get two people to sign up after you sign up, you can get the full thing and you get videos you can put directly on websites and do, because it's their MP4, uh, which is a, kind of the most universal format for, like, your iPad, your Android device, or on your website. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a cool app, and I'd recommend you check it out for your, for your use and for your students. For sure,
1: not actually, um, I actually haven't used it yet, but um, it definitely looks a lot more powerful than anything else that I have used. That uh,
0: wait, but you shared it with us. <laughs> no, I know.
1: <laughs> oh, but I just I haven't actually used it to make any tutorials or anything like that. But um, but no, it's definitely a, a pretty cool app to use. Um, I was gonna talk, or I mean, my freaking take moment is gonna be about how to cheat video editing. So. I'm going to be talking about Google Photos and a free open source program called Shotcut, which is essentially, um, it's, it doesn't compare to like Adobe Premiere, but it can compare. I mean, it has some really powerful features uh, built into the program. Uh, Shotcut, though, is only available for Windows or Mac users, and if for those uh, power users out there, uh, also Linux, but not for Chromebooks yet. Uh, but there's definitely uh, a pretty neat uh, video editing program that you can use for your PC or or Mac. But the way I'm cheating uh, the video editing world is because uh, about a year ago, um, my family and I went on a trip to Lake Tahoe last year, and they've been bugging me about the pictures and video. And it's like, come on, you know, are you going to put something together and all of this? So work um, in,
2: in IT fix
1: everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, you know, I had my family on my case about it. And uh, so finally, I was like, fine, let me try this out. So what I ended up doing is um, if you guys have used Google Photos um, or if you've heard of Google Photos, um, it's a pretty neat tool uh, that allows you to uh, back up all your pictures up to the cloud and it integrates with your Google Drive. Uh, they currently give you unlimited storage if you're okay with them uploading uh in high quality format, which their high quality format is for pictures is 16 megapixels, and for videos 1080p, which is fine for me. You know <laughs> that's that's high definition in both situations for both pictures and videos. Um, and then they do have, of course, you can pay for for um, for other raw s- storage. So if you wanna, so if you're a photographer, you know you really need. That raw material, then of course you're gonna to wanna to pay for their actual premium services. But in this case, you know, I'm just, I just want my pictures saved somewhere. I don't wanna lose them in case I lose my phone or something happens, you know, my camera goes bad or something. But um, anyway, so I'm using Google Photos. Currently, um, if you have to use a f- mobile device like a phone, and this works in iOS and with Android. Uh, so if you use a mobile device like a phone or a tablet, and you download the Google Photos app, they have a movie uh, button, basically, that you can click on. And so once you click on that option, it allows you to select uh, up to 50 pictures or videos at this time. And it, it Google automatically creates a movie clip. So um, what I ended up doing is I we were there for four days, so every day I took the best 50 pictures or videos, whatever I had, of each day, and I created little movie clips. But then I downloaded, once Once I you select to create the movie clip, um, you can download the videos, and they're, they're downloadable in MP4 format. And so then you can, uh, what I was doing is I used Shotcut, which again is just a video editing tool, um, if you have a Mac, I mean, you could use, uh, like, iMovie, iMovie. Or, or something like that. The Shotcut is free? Shotcut is free, uh, full-on free. All the features are free. There's no, like, ifs and buts, like, you know, you have to pay this if you want this feature. It's, like, all free. It's it's open source, which means that it's created by the community, so whoever wants to add features to it. There's a, uh, there's a, a couple of other ones that I can share also, but I'm currently using Shotcut. So then I download the, um, the, the clips from Google Photos. Uh, they take um, I want to say about five ten minutes for Google to process the video on their end, and then you can download the video. Uh, so then I use Shotcut to basically stitch those movie clips together, and then I made um, like a twelve or thirteen minute video, basically in about an hour hour and a half. So and then I uploaded it to YouTube and I shared it with my family. And uh, so if you actually go to YouTube and search my name, you can see that 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 family. Um, How many views do you have? Uh, I don't know. I think last time I checked, I think I hit the fifties already. So I'm like, oh so I guess somebody's watching it. So and it's not just me, okay.
2: <laughs> I've right, seen it, it, it a couple times. That,
1: <laughs> so, anyways, um <laughs> Google Photos adds the transitions, it adds uh, the effects. So if you want to add a filter to the to basically the the video. Anyways, I I stitched the videos together. Um, then you can export the video into any format you want. Shotcut Sports, um and uh, like I said, I upload. So, anyways, share the video. My family thought I was like this, like you know, um,
0: editing pro. Who, who's
1: that? Who's that guy made uh, Titanic? Ford. I can't. Yeah, or no, uh, I, I can't remember his name. anyway. James Cameron. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like they're like wow, this is really awesome. And so, anyways, do you use the a really, blue filter for Avatar? <laughs> no,
2: no. For I those of you uh, listening at home, everyone Espino family Lake. Uh, so Espino family at Lake Tahoe 2016 you has, to 40, Lake Tahoe? has 46 views so let's oh. boost that up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways you guys can check it out and it's just those transitions <laughs> I. <laughs> so Jacob's playing the video right now uh, Google Photos adds music, uh, so right here, uh, uh, Jacob's uh, uh, rocking. <laughs> yeah, so so Google Photos adds, but you can add your own music, so it's pretty cool. So um, and then you can uh, disable the uh, audio from if you don't want to hear your family members uh, talking on the videos. You can just mute that out. So, anyways, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a, but again, it's only supported right now using a mobile device like a phone or a tablet. Unfortunately, they haven't added that functionality to the uh, web browser or Google Chrome yet, which I'm hoping they do in the future because they will make it so much easier. And I hope that they increase the amount of pictures um, or videos that you can add because 50 right now sometimes can be a little less. But um, anyways, so that's pretty cool. It's just something to check out. And then I'm going to put a link to the Shotcut um, uh, uh, website so you guys can check it out. And it's free again. and, uh, anyways, it's just something to play around with. You can become a, uh, movie, you know.
0: Hey, which one's your wife? I don't think we, I know what your wife looks like. <laughs> She's somewhere in there, dude. She comes out a couple times. Dude, this is pretty amazing. What did you, uh, film this on? Your camera? I was using a
1: Canon PowerShot. It's kind of an older, like, uh, camera. But I was doing both the video and the pictures. Um, and then some of them did come from my phone and my wife's phone. So, but,
0: Yeah and then the filter you put on this has come from uh, uh, the, the filter
1: is all integrated by google photos
0: yeah and if you guys don't know what oh man this is awesome this is really cool and i'm, I'm sure you know you sometimes you you go through picture picture albums on people's tables yeah and uh, you can go yeah. through videos yeah it, it, that's awesome man that's, yeah so that's f-
1: my family cool. uh my nephew my oldest nephew he um came up to me the day i did it and uh because we were having a family gathering and um, he said, hey, so how long did that take you? I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't sleep like three nights doing that. And so he really believed me, you know. And so he's like, wow, man, that's, that looks really cool. It looks really good. And uh, anyway, so then I, you know, I told him, I'm like, no, man, I did this, I did that. And, and so he's like, wow, that's really good. So everyone has access to this, especially if you have a Gmail account or a yeah. Google account. Um, and, uh, it's a free service. I mean, and, and like what I mentioned earlier by cheating is because I'm not technically adding the transitions. I'm not, I'm not adding the filters. Google does it for you. And if you don't like what they do originally, you can always edit it. They give you those editing, um, features. They're very limited, but for what you might want to create, sometimes you want something on the fly, like you want to present something. Uh, like, later this afternoon, I'm meeting with a couple teachers, and they want to have slideshows going on for their open house this week. Yeah. And so, I'm I'm essentially, this is what I'm walking them through. It's like, because, it, you know, selecting 50 pictures is not that hard, and then you don't have to do any of the work. I mean, you and just. And then there's
0: audio, too, which I think most teachers don't realize. That, correct. How much more powerful it is when you hear when kids' When you voices. add music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. just
0: kids' voices. Exactly. like You hear It's not yeah. a still picture. Yeah. Like, it's no longer, I mean, we're still, I think people think it's harder than it is because yeah. they don't. Go out and play with it And that's one of the things I feel like a lot of times Is hey Just try it out And see what you can do Maybe pictures can change You can hear their voices Things like that
1: Yeah I mean And other uh, video editors That are pretty similar And they're all free um, Is uh, That I found But they're uh, Technically Shaka would be the lowest In in this list That I'm going to give you But uh, Shaka is It's definitely It can do a lot A lot more than Probably what iMovie can uh, But not as much As what Adobe Premiere can do right, or um, or Final Cut Pro, for example. But uh, but if you're looking for something like Final Cut Pro, there's uh, but it's free. Um, is well, there's one called uh, HitFilm, and it's open source again, it's free. And it's it's I haven't used it, but according to you know their their website and their blogs and stuff. It, people do compare it to Final Cut Pro and Shut the features. Up, so and it's available Control? for Windows. And this one's called HitFilm. Hit and then there's another one called Black Magic Design DaVinci Resolve. And that's an
0: that's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah legit. Yeah, I mean, you have that
1: that long name or, or that yeah <laughs> anything with DaVinci. DaVinci
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, da Resolve. the heck that? Resolve version twelve right now. And uh, that one's another open source. These are all open source or right, free right. programs. Um, all... (laughs) All available for Windows and Mac, so,
0: yeah.
1: And I think one of them, though, has a paid feature, and I can't remember if it's Blackmagic or headphones. It has to
0: be. You name it that long.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I, it yeah. might 12. be Blackmagic. That's
2: probably the Blackmagic <laughs> Platinum Premiere version 12 <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Edition. Yeah, uh, anyways, <laughs> all that's all right. for me. That's awesome, Rory. That's awesome. All right, so here we go over
0: uh, our, our final thoughts, what's happening around us, uh, what's going on. So uh, I have a busy weekend this weekend. Um, yesterday, my son and I... and, I, and I have a hard time watching this because my son has become the closer for his 11 uh, year old uh, Cal Ripken baseball team, and um, he pitches the last two innings of every game. They so basically, at 11 years old. well, because you can only pitch a certain number of things, or you can only pitch two innings, basically. And so uh, what happens is we have three really strong pitchers. My son is the third one now, and so they do the first two guy, the first two guys are throw hard and a little erratic, but then my son comes in and he doesn't throw as hard as they do, but he comes in and just with a demeanor that's like i'm nervous as heck sitting in the watching him but he's such a calm uh, presence on the mound and he comes in and usually the way that we play every game is like one or two runs so he always comes in with like the game on the line and and, and he deals with it and he's failed a couple times and i've had to sit in the car rides and try to figure out what i'm going to say to him and a lot of times he just needs time and i just you know ask him you know hey how you what do you think you could have done what are you know what are you did this well try to pick out the positives and the one thing um that's kind of been cool about this year is uh Last year, um, his first year playing, he was nominated to be an All-Star. It was his first year playing at all, and it was overwhelming. He was just not ready for that moment. He didn't get selected. And then that summer... He changed in the way that he practiced. He wanted to go out and say, hey, I want to throw throw the things that I failed at. He used to only want to practice the things he was good at. And when he failed, he came back at me and said, hey, throw me fly ball after fly ball. Because they, they throw this ball that goes up into uh, the, at- the atmosphere and then comes down. And, and at his level, they hadn't really hit the ball like that. So he was totally thrown off by that. And so he didn't make it his first year. Last year, he didn't get nominated. So he worked harder this, this year. And then this year, he got nominated. And then he got to the final cut. And he didn't make it and so he to see him overcome those instances of like not having the opportunity to play with the title but having him put that kind of work in is for me is what I think if you haven't if I don't know if you think about sports and stuff but I think the failure part is such a powerful tool for kids that they come back different and then they actually say well this is what I want to do like I wish I would have been that way with piano I always regretted that not following music as a kid because it just became too hard and that's when I wish somebody would have told me that's what makes it great so that's kind of a cool thing this weekend I'm Actually, it's conflicting to have that Q uh, history edition at the aircraft carrier. And I, I told my son, what do you want me to do? And he said, his game's at 9 o'clock in the morning. And so I'm going to go to his game. And then from his game, I'm going to head over to the, to the thing. Because I know I'm going to miss... Uh, probably something that could be pretty cool but i'm never going to get that opportunity to be there for my son and Mm so it's always those things at work that kind of kind of conflict but then i'm thinking you know what this is for enjoyment but this one for my son is about being there for him so if he fails i want to be there for him and when he succeeds i want to be there for him and i'm always going to try to be the same so that's kind of like my weekend
2: uh saturday morning that's awesome um that's awesome so um mine is My moment is kind of from the the past. So for Mother's Day, we took our daughter to her first baseball game. And so, yes, uh, she is single-handedly responsible for the Giants' amazing turnaround. (laughs) It was the first game they won in, like, a long time. And uh, I was a little nervous because she's nine months old, and it's a long day. We were out in the sun. We were in, like, uh, the uh, right field, like right – outside of the field so we were in the sun all day so i was like oh man is she gonna have like a total meltdown but she was super happy she took a nap like while they were winning and while the warriors won their game so it was like double cheers it was like the cheers because the giants got a home run and then like right after that like the warriors won so nothing was happening in the, in the baseball game but everyone's like ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she slept through all that and uh and i think i figured out the way to go to the giants game is go to a day game take the early ferry into the into the ferry building, Go to Hog Island Oysters right when they open because it's hard to get in there otherwise. Have some oysters and walk to the game and have the game and then take the Giants Ferry back. That was the best uh, Giants experience I've had because normally the traffic's really bad and parking's expensive and kind of like stressed out because of that. So I think taking the ferry is the way to do it. From where? So we took the ferry from um, Moran. What's it, what's it called? The, uh, not, the not, not the Sausalito one, the... Um, the Larkspur? other one, the Larkspur ferry. So we took the Larkspur ferry. Um, so we just parked there. It was no, no big deal, and it was really nice going to the ferry building, having some oysters, and then going to the game. So it was a really awesome experience. Put a picture of uh, my daughter at the game, um, and her new favorite toy is a plastic water water bottle with a cap on. That was like the only time I, she melted down. Is is she, we got a water bottle. I was really thirsty, so I took it to drink some water, and she was playing with it, and she freaked out. Everyone was like, ah, what's going on? And then we get back to her, and she was finding it. So she, like, loves the plastic water bottle. But it was really fun. Um, highly recommend that way of going to the Giants games, take the ferry, get some oysters, go to the day game, and then take the ferry back. It was awesome. So that was my uh, moment.
1: That's cool. First baseball game. I haven't gone to a baseball game ever. It's
2: one of the small round
1: ball. <laughs> oh. serious? No, actually, well, I went to a... Uh, is it minorly right? Is that yeah. how you say? It? Yeah, yeah. I went to a Fresno. Fresno uh, Grizzlies is the yeah. they have a baseball team.
0: It used to be and, the Giants affiliate.
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. So I went to one, and I had a, I had a really good time. So I've been trying to convince my wife uh, to go see. Uh, sorry, A's. You know, because you know Oakland. But yes, <laughs>
2: yes. Thank you.
1: Uh, but nothing against the Giants I either. I mean, cheaper. I think they actually pay you to go to the. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
0: You know, and that's what it was funny about that whole conversation is that I was—I used to say the same thing about the Giants because we used to sneak into Giants Candlestick game because nobody cared, nobody wanted to go. So we'd buy the cheapest tickets to go all the way to the top, and then we'd sit right next to the third base line because nobody was there. We could sneak all the way up the front. So I always tell like, you know, the, the the that was the view of the Giants growing up. So now that we're the A's, that we have that, but.
2: But I think the Giants, I think, it's different. Because now it's... The tickets are pretty expensive. Yes. today... Or when we went on Sunday, I think it was their 500-and-something... Sellout. Sellout game. Consecutive sellout game. So they're selling out the tickets, and the tickets are not cheap.
0: No, but you also know the Giants have one of the biggest... uh, What do you call it? They there's tickets are bought by the corporations yeah so like it's not always a sellout but since they paid for the tickets they call it as a sellout
2: <laughs> and the thing i the way, the thing i would say in favor of the stadium i mean to be honest it's I, a really, beautiful stadium, I don't really i don't really care about sports at all like <laughs> at all like i always joke to my wife and father-in-law they're both huge giants fans i was like oh is that a touchdown like oh. when we're at the game because i don't really know that much about it but the giants stadium is really family friendly and um my brother-in-law is a Dodgers fan, and also I've heard about the Oakland games. The crowd can be a little rougher, yeah. and it can be like you can get some people like yelling even at little kids for wearing jerseys of other competing teams. And I think that's just ridiculous. Um, and go to a Raiders game wearing a Denver Bronco jersey. Yeah, I think I think that's just like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you like Corporation X, and I like Corporation Y. Like, let's fight about it. I think it's ridiculous. You don't think
0: it happens at Google? If I go to a Google Summit or a Google corridors <laughs> wearing well, my iPhone with an Apple logo on my chest, you don't think they'll be heckling from When, when You might get a few slaps in the face, but no one
2: dies when nerds <laughs> you know, fight. What, no way. No, but what is it? What do you call? What's that thing you were telling me? What do you call Apple uh, people that Fan use Fanboy. Oh, yeah. sheeple? Yeah. Sheeple. Yeah. The, yeah. The New Webster definitionary definition for sheep will include uh, fans of Apple products. So, uh, so yeah.
1: Okay. Well, actually, uh, last uh, week um, uh, Jacob and I finished a uh, boot camp style CCNA training course at our county office, and um, it was pretty cool because um, we basically got an overview of a intense. Um, uh, technology topic uh, that i t um, basically folks uh, have to learn and <laughs> essentially in their career and um, but anyway, so it was nice attending that and and going to that uh, it was one week it was uh, uh one week long and um, five days uh, I think like eight and a half hours every day but um but that's yeah thats what's going around and uh yeah, I think finally i'm gonna have a quiet weekend after seven. These past seven weekends have been um, extremely but fun, busy. Of course, fun, but either family activities. Um, ever since uh, the Q event we had back in early April, every weekend has had something going on, and either you know professionally or with family or something. But anyway, so I, finally my wife and I are planning on heading out to the to the coast and just kind of relaxing, just taking a day. You know, like okay,
0: summer's coming, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's what's going around. So.
0: Well, this is our our wrap-up, so hopefully you guys got some of the sunny side of technology. Uh, We hopefully didn't give you too much to uh, be scared about in the last podcast, and you came back for this one, but please understand from all of us, uh, we want you to be safe, we want you to enjoy technology, and understand how cool it is to make photos, how cool it is to uh, find the things that that make you want to use technology in your lives, because really you're not going to get rid of it. You're not going to be able to take it away and say, oh, I don't want to use this device that's in my pocket, but your phone powerful, powerful tool. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this and we'll see you guys on our next podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Shout out to Dylan for this beat and here's some outtakes. Are we
1: going to do the Spanish one right now?
0: Oh, bienvenidos al Franklin Podcast con Jorge, Jacobo y Edwin Edwin. It's already Edwin let me see what it sounds like. Yeah. All right. So, Jacob, how does this sound? I'm interrupting George. But I think my uh, idea is better. George, this I'm interrupting other... George. I'm interrupting
1: George. Wait, try again. One, two, three. Testing sound. In Spanish. I'm que habla en español? Hola, señor. Huh? Oh, pay. this has the... T- sure, I don't get it <laughs> closer. If <touches>. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Frequency Time Podcast. <laughs> Mi nombre es Erwin Espino. We it. should we uh, should try to do record, one of the these way. in Spanish. Are you recording already? Yes, I want to use that as an intro. All
2: right,
0: All right ready.